Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may be able to prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12:2. This is Resistance and Reformation on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. The Christian Church has undoubtedly become the spurned and neglected stepchild of the modern era. It is perceived as being moss-backed and archaic or awkward and irrelevant, and the Church's reputation only seems to diminish with every passing day. Today, it is regarded as little more than a water boy to the game of life. Sad, but all too true. Part of the reason for this horribly low estimation of the church is due to the fact that the church has always limped through history. Men look at the all-too-evident, all-too-apparent, sometimes even all-too-glaring weaknesses of Christ's bride and just assume that its lame and crippled state is ample justification for dismissing its importance. The fact is, though, the church's limp is actually a confirmation of its power, relevance, and significance. After the fall, God told Satan that the righteous deliverer, Jesus Christ, would crush his head. But God also said that in the process, the heel of the Lord would be bruised, Genesis 3.15. The limp, then, that Christ's body displays is actually a sign of great victory, not a sign of defeat or incompetence. It is an emblem of triumph. This reality is portrayed all throughout the Bible. For instance, when Jacob, the father of Israel's 12 tribes, wrestled through the night at Peniel, he limped ever afterward as a sign that he had actually prevailed. Genesis 32. The Apostle Paul, father of the Gentile church, was given a thorn in the flesh. Since thorns grow along the ground, Paul was pricked, at least symbolically, in the foot. It kept him limping in the eyes of men, 2 Corinthians 12. Even so, it was in this weakness that Christ's power was affirmed and perfected, 2 Corinthians 12.9. Thus, when the church limps through history— As believers, we need not be frustrated or discouraged. On the contrary, we should be encouraged that God's word is sure and true, for victory has indeed already been won. The reality is that whatever the church does or doesn't do directly affects the course of civilization. It determines the flow of historical events, according to Revelation chapters 5 and 6. The church has the keys to the kingdom, Matthew 16. It has the power to bind and to loose, Matthew 18. It has the power to prevail over the very gates of hell, Matthew 16, 18. It is thus the church, not governments or ideologies or systems or causes, 
that will determine our destiny and the destiny of our world. The reason for this is threefold. First, it is the church that offers us the source of life. It offers the waters of life, Revelation 22, the bread of life, John 6, 1 Corinthians 11, and the word of life, 1 John 1. The sacramental ministry of the church is our only source for these grace provisions. There is nowhere else that we can turn for these medicines of immortality. They affect a tangible offering to God, a consecration before God, a communion with God, and a transformation in God. Thus, they actually readjust us to the ultimate reality. Second, the church offers us accountability and discipline. Sin cripples any work, and whenever sin is casually tolerated, all our efforts are defiled, 1 Corinthians 5. Evangelism is stifled, except 1 Corinthians 5 and 6, and victory is denied, Joshua 7. Only the church has authority to discipline heinous sin, Matthew 18. The purpose of this kind of accountability is, of course, protective and restorative, not defensive or punitive. It is to erect a hedge of responsibility and respectability around all our efforts to confront evil in this poor, fallen world. Third, the church offers us a place of rest. When, as God's people, we assemble ourselves together, we are at last able to lie down in green pastures beside still waters, Psalm 23. As we gather around the throne of grace, we are at last able to take refuge and find sanctuary, Psalm 61. We are able to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, Psalm 100. Without the context of the church, even the most dynamic Christian character is exposed to atrophy and entropy. But within that context, our witness becomes our most powerful weapon in the preordained spiritual warfare of our day, even as we limp along the battlefield of this culture. As Elar Belloc declared, the church is a perpetually defeated thing that always survives her conquerors. In the end, we must say, along with Titus and the Apostle Paul, these things are good and profitable for all men. These things are the very essence of resistance and reformation. I'm George Grant on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. For more information and resources, Go to georgegrant.net or adoringgod.org.